You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Terry Parks and uh, also affectionately known to some as Curtis's dad or Pastor Curtis's dad. And I'm uh, honored to be with you this morning. And Curtis asked me to speak this morning to you uh, about Jesus is truth. Jesus is truth. And um, we're living in a time in our culture where we treat truth like it's something that's very fluid and uh, subjective. And and I guess in some circumstances that may be the case, um, but um, it's not always the case. And a lot of times we try to make truth fit our personal circumstance or f- fit our uh, personal search situation at the moment um, for convenience. And um, but, but we need to know that in Christ, Christ is the embodiment and the essence of truth. And um, no New Testament writer wrote about truth or love more than the Apostle John. And so, so this morning I want to look at a few passages of Scripture with you. And um, I want us to consider some things that scripturally are true. But we need to make those things true in our heart and in our mind and in our thinking. And so we need to have new thinking. Um, you know, the term repent means to have a change in the way you think, which then changes the way uh, you feel in your heart and understand in your heart. So repentance, we think, is an emotional thing when, in fact, scripturally, it's more a thing of action. It's a more a thing of uh, something that uh, we do. We make a turn in our thinking. And, uh, and so I want to go to John chapter 14, and we're going to look at Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. He's um, more than just true, but he's the embodiment of truth. Verse 1 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I am going. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me, If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And so here Jesus goes into defining himself as the truth. Now, this is written by the Apostle John. We have the four Gospels, and we have the the synoptic Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And John is a little bit different. And I love John because, like I said, he uses the term truth and love more than any other New Testament writer. And John talks about the spirit of truth that Jesus is going to send. And um, John knows some interesting things about himself. John refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John did not have an identity problem. He did not have an identity crisis. He did not have a crisis in his relationship to Jesus. He didn't have a crisis in understanding where he fit. You know, Jesus dealt with the crowds But then he dealt with his 12 disciples. But among the 12 disciples, then he had the three who seemed to be his inner circle, Peter, James, and John. But then among those three, 
he had John. And John knew more than anybody how he related to Jesus, what he meant to Jesus, and he did not have a crisis in understanding his relationship to him. As a matter of fact, there's a passage where it talks about him laying his head upon the breast of Jesus. Well, what is in the breast? What is in the chest? The heart. It's like he had his ear to the heart of Christ. And so I think he had this intimate, full, uh, secure knowledge of who he was in Christ and who Christ was in him. And so here John talks about the spirit of truth and um, the spirit of truth whom Jesus would send. And so look with me on down to verse uh, 15. It says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I'll ask the father. and He will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And so he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, keep in mind, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. John is writing about the Holy Spirit. But John understood his position in Christ even before the infilling of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And so so he knew this. And we don't even, you know, because Jesus had not shed his blood yet, these were not even born again yet, born again people yet. They had not come into the fullness of the being born again or the fullness of the Spirit. And so we need to understand who we are in Christ, not who does religion say we are, not who does um, our denomination or our doctrine say we are, but what does the scripture itself say about who we are? You know, the term truth comes from the Greek term aletheia, and what it means is it's what is true in any matter under consideration, what's tr- what is truth, what is truly in truth and according to the truth. And so aletheia is not that subjective. What's being considered? And so what did Jesus purchase for us? And what do we walk in? And so I want to look at a few passages of Scripture because we need to understand what the truth is about who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us and what, in fact, was purchased through Christ's act of atonement. And that word atonement has a lot of meaning in itself. Atonement means at one meant. And so atonement means that we become one with him. We become one in relationship with him. And so there comes with that a lot of uh, benefits and a lot of security that we don't understand because religion has taught us that, hey, we're just sinners saved by grace. But that's not what the apostles wrote about us. That's not what they say about us. We were sinners, but we have been made at one with Christ, atonement, at one meant. And so we are, we were sinners, but now we are saved from sin. And so rather than being sinners saved by grace, you need to accept the fact that you're a new creation and that you're a saint saved from sin. All right. Now, does that mean you'll never sin? It doesn't mean that. It just means that there's been atonement for it. It doesn't mean that we should ever uh, abuse that. But what I want to help you do is to step into your righteousness and into your new creation identity that we really truly are. And so if you look with me in Ephesians chapter 4, I want to share a passage of scripture with you there of who we are. Because there are many, many promises that we have in Christ that were uh, the apostles talk about, specifically the apostle uh, Paul. But we, because of religion and, and teaching that really is still in an old man, old creation mindset, we don't, we don't understand it. We don't get this and we don't hear it enough. And so what does Paul say? 
here in Ephesians chapter 4, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, the greedy and practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. The truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And so your new born-again self, your new spirit-filled self, is in fact renewed in the spirit of the mind. Put on, uh, you put on the new self created in the likeness of God in righteous, true righteousness and holiness. Do you know that you're holy and you're righteous? You see, religion tries to keep us stuck in sin and bound to sin and uh, sin conscious, but that is really not where we're to live. We are born again, new creations created in the likeness and image of God uh, with a renewed mind. How do we renew the mind? With the washing of the water of the word, with the the, with the, the, the power of the Word of God will change the way we think, change the way we conceive of ourselves. This coming out of the Word of God should help us realize what John realized, that he was the son, he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. All right? And so let's look at a couple other of these promises. Let's look at 2 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians, actually. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And, uh, and then we'll go to 2 Corinthians. And I just want to bring a couple of these up because we need to understand that we have to get rid of the old way of thinking and step into our true new identity in Christ. And it starts with accepting what has been done for us. We are created after God in righteousness and true holiness. This is the new creation man. This is a renewed mind, okay? And so stop being bound to sin. If you sin, all right, say you're sorry and learn from it and turn from it. Okay, that's what that's what repentance means. Learn from it and turn from it. Okay, and so First Corinthians chapter six verse eleven. Unless I go to verse nine, it says, "Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither sexually immoral, idolaters, adulterers, or those who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God." All right, that sets something fully apart. What is not part of the kingdom of God? And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. Do you know what sanctified means? It means you are actually holified. It's where we get the term uh, hagiadzo, the Greek term is where we get the term holy, for Holy Spirit is hag, hagias pneumos. Uh, and so sanctified is as you were holified, you in Ephesians chapter 4, we talked about that, that we're created in, God, in God's likeness and in true holiness. And so that is the new man, okay? That is who we are. Some of you were some of these old things, other things, but you were washed, you were sanctified. Sanctified, what does that mean? That means that you, you have been acquitted of all your wrongdoing. You have been acquitted. You have been declared righteous and innocent before God. Wow, that is amazing and powerful. If you apprehend it, let that wash over your mind. When you are tempted to go, be drawn into the old things, it's because we're, we're not spiritually minded. We're carnally minded. We've been drawn to the carnal. 
This is the this is the work of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to draw us to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Okay, and so we have to be Christ conscious, not sin conscious, holiness conscious, not corruption conscious. Okay, and so. Um, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified. You have been declared just before God. You've been declared innocent. Christ assumed your sin so that you could assume his innocence, okay? You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. All right, so now look with me in 2 Corinthians chapter two, uh, chapter 5. This is powerful. It talks about the new creation. That's who we are. That is what we are. We are new creations. And so we have to stop looking at ourselves through the lens of the old man and looking at ourselves through the eyes of condemnation. All right. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. Remember John chapter John 3:16, right? We know that, but we don't really, really know it. All right. And so let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 5, verse 16. From now on, therefore. We regard no one according to the flesh. And we need to regard ourselves no longer according to the flesh, no longer according to that old man. All right? That old man was crucified with Christ. And this new man, we have been resurrected with him. We're seated with him in heavenly places. Not one day. We are seated with him in the in spiritual metaphorical sense. We're seated with him because we are in him. In him, we live and move and have our being. So from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? He is a new creation. He's not going to be a new creation. He is. We need to step into that new creation. We need to step into it in our heart, in our mind, in our thinking, and stop judging ourselves according to the old man, according to the flesh. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, and God is making his appeal through us. And so before we can ever be a proper ambassador, for Christ, we have to assume his identity, assume the mind of Christ, assume his way of thinking, and assume his way of looking at others, all right? And so we are no longer the old man. We are a new creation. Um, I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you messed up yesterday. Today is a new day, all right? Either we believe the truth or we don't. You may say, well, yeah, but if I'm a new creation, why do I think this way? Because it takes time for the renewing of the mind. It doesn't happen in the snap of a finger. Spiritually, we're new, but spiritually, that requires us to work that through our thinking. And so there again, it becomes being Christ conscious and not sin conscious. Okay. And so I hope this has been helpful to you. I believe it will be. God bless you and have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.